Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And the summer of 2023 is going to be a summer of exciting and I think very positive changes. We are going to have changes to the statewide forms and we have substantial changes to Washington law that will benefit the real estate brokerage community and the clients that you serve. Statewide forms changes are taking place on July 11th. Many forms are impacted. Some new forms are created. For example, there will be changes to Form 21, Form uh, 35, the inspection contingency, Form 22B, the home sale contingency addendum. There will also be new laws going into effect, some on July 23rd and some a little bit later. And I want you to know through this video that there will be learning opportunities. Don't You're not on your own to figure all this out. There will be abundant learning opportunities available to you. Washington Realtors is hosting a class entitled Summer Learning, Summer Not. Glad you're here. Hopefully you will be there for some of those classes. And we will talk specifically about all of the forms changes and all of the uh, law changes that are taking effect during the summer. For example, one of those changes is a new law we refer to as the Covenant Home Ownership Program. This law takes effect on July 23rd of this year, and the effects of the bill don't, we aren't going to see the effects until later, but the, but the bill actually takes effect on July 23rd. What is the Covenant Homeownership Program? It's an exciting opportunity for some Washington state residents who may have been unable to buy real estate, but for this new law. We refer to the law as the Covenant Homeownership Program. The purpose of this law is to create a fund of money to enable buyers who have been historically marginalized, restricted from home ownership, to be able to have the resources that they need to make a down payment and pay closing costs to purchase a residence. What am I talking about? Let's first talk about how the, the account is going to be funded. Starting January 1st of 2024, every recording fee in Washington, almost, almost every recording fee, is going to increase by $100. That $100 will be plopped into an account, and that account forms the Covenant Homeownership Program account. That account will be used to fund the payment of down payment and closing costs for people who qualify for a grant of those funds. Who's gonna qualify? It's a two-part answer to this question. The new law that takes effect July 23rd provides a framework for us, but that framework is further built out by a committee that's gonna be doing work, giving us additional criteria in 2024. So what's the skeleton framework? Here's the skeleton framework. The buyer has to be a first-time home buyer, and hang on to that because that concept requires a little bit more analysis as well. They have to be a first-time home buyer. They have to have been a resident in Washington State prior to 1968 when the Federal Fair Housing Act was enacted. 
Federal Fair Housing Act was enacted in 1968. So the person who would qualify for this grant program is both a first-time home buyer and a resident of Washington State prior to 1968 and a person who would have been prevented from homeownership based on covenants recorded against title to the property. We refer to those typically as CCNRs. They're typically recorded against property that's in a neighborhood, a subdivision, subject to an association, something like that. And prior to the Fair Housing Act, it was common for CCNRs to restrict people based on characteristics immutable to that person. Skin color, race, national origin, religion, gender in some cases, marital status. There were a variety of qualifications that would prohibit a person from taking home ownership in a specific community. This new statute identifies a whole variety of different types of characteristics. It is not just skin color. It is a variety of characteristics that would have caused a person to, be ha to have been prohibited from home ownership prior to enactment of the Fair Housing Act in 1968. So back to our criteria. First time home buyer, a Washington resident prior to 1968, who would have been restricted from home ownership because of one of these characteristics identified in the statute, or a descendant of that person. So maybe your buyer didn't live in Washington prior to 1968. Maybe they weren't even alive prior to 1968. But their predecessor, was and their predecessor was denied homeownership opportunities prior to enactment of the Federal Fair Housing Act because of an immutable characteristic to them. Why does this statute give money to a descendant of somebody who was prohibited from buying real estate prior to 1968? How does that even make sense? It makes a lot of sense if you think if you, if you understand the historical significance of the issue. Most real estate brokers would answer the following question with a uniform answer. If, if, if all of us in this industry were asked a question, what is the best opportunity for an ordinary resident in the United States, whatever ordinary means to you, what is the best opportunity for just an ordinary resident in the United States to grow wealth? All of us in this industry would likely say homeownership, buy a house. And when you buy that house and you hold on to it for a few years, that house will grow in wealth, I'm sorry, will grow in value so that when you sell it down the road, you increase your wealth. When families are able to do that, they create generational wealth. That wealth created by a family through home ownership is then available to future members of that family. Maybe it's used to help pay for education. Maybe it's used to launch a new business, or maybe it's used to help the next generation become homeowners themselves. A parent helps a child with the down payment or closing costs. Except that if prior to the Fair Housing Act, homeownership was denied to entire classes of people, then there is no way for those families today 
to experience the generational wealth that will allow them to launch the next generation in their family into homeownership. And the goal of the Covenant Homeownership Program is to provide those people, whether they were the actual residents prior to 1968 or the descendants of those people, to give them a pool of money to use in place of where of what other families would have as generational wealth to pay for down payment and closing cost assistance. The funds will be awarded to the home buyer as a grant, meaning they do not have to be repaid as a loan. However, the grant funds must be repaid to the covenant homeownership account when that home buyer sells the property in the future. So as long as they're a homeowner, as long as they own this home, then they don't have to repay the funds on a monthly basis. They're not incurring interest. Um, it, it's not an, an increased debt obligation for them. But when they sell the home, those funds get replenished to the covenant homeownership account to benefit another future homeowner uh, just like them in the future. Now, I said it was a, a multi-part criteria. That's what I gave you originally was a skeleton created by the by the law itself, first-time buyer, resident, or descendant of a resident who would have been denied the opportunity to purchase property. There is a commission creating additional criteria to come alongside those criteria to fully develop who may and may not access these funds. I said that there's a little qualification regarding first-time home buyer. I'm not going to give you all of the specifics, but it is a statutorily defined term. It's not as simple as just to say you're a first-time home buyer. First-time home buyer defined by the statute means a variety of things. For example, the, the, homeowner, the buyer hasn't owned a home in the last three years. If they have owned a home, uh, but with their spouse only and they're no longer married, then they might qualify as a first-time home buyer. If they own a home that, for example, has been condemned as uninhabitable, then they might qualify as a first-time home buyer. Why are we talking to real estate brokers about this program? because who else is gonna tell buyers about the availability of these funds? Brokers, it's up to you to learn about this program and share the benefits of this program with the people who can actually utilize these funds. Again, the funds are not gonna be available until 2024, so you have time to learn about the program, but I encourage you to learn about the program. Find where the funds will be available. Find who can help your buyer understand whether or not they can access those funds and how to access those funds. This is a benefit that real estate brokers uniquely can deliver to buyers who never ever conceived that they would be actual capable real estate purchasers because they don't have the wealth to make a down payment or pay closing costs. If you have questions on this topic or any other, please ask me a question by visiting warealtor.org and following the links to the legal hotline. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.